everybody, Tiffany and Dan here for just a short summer session. Uh, didn't want to give you a whole month off from the from hearing our voices. So we are back into 11. And we just want to talk a little bit about uh, where we are this summer and what's coming up in the fall. We know it's on everybody's minds. All the memes are very present in everyone's life about uh, fall planning and and what that looks like and how concrete it is and isn't. So we're gonna share with you what we know today and kind of uh, the resources and, and tools and support that we have available for you. Um, so I've got Dan here with me and we're gonna dive right in and just talk a little bit. Everybody's dying to know what does the fall look like for us here in Grossmont. Wait, you're asking me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we were under the impression you were in charge. <laughs> uh, oh, I, well, no, no, no. Not in charge. Not in charge. I, I, I don't want that, uh, that burden. No, but, um, but you've been leading the charge and, and deeply involved in kind of helping us to, um, you know, figure out what the fall could look like. So share with us what you know. Yep. And uh, a group of us have been working on a potential schedule for the fall. And uh, as of this exact moment, although, you know, it hasn't been finalized, but uh, ideally when you're hearing this, it will be. Uh, so uh, we're looking at we're looking at trying to move to uh, not trying to move, moving to a quarter system mm -hmm. uh, where students would take um, they still take their five courses, five or six courses. Uh, but they take it uh, in, you know, in chunks. Instead of uh, a semester-long course, we would divide that into uh, a quarter, so moving 18 weeks of instruction into a nine-week quarter, uh, and then doing alternating quarters. So someone might have English, ninth grade English, let's say, uh, quarter one, and then have it again quarter three in January. And then quarter two, during that same block of time, uh, they would ha maybe have, you know, geography or science, and then that would be quarter two and quarter four. Uh, we're also looking at having kids coming uh, once or twice a week, and that'll depend upon what the health guidelines are uh, and what, uh, what the, the Department of Health and Human Services in San Diego uh, is saying we can do. And ideally, we're getting kids as, uh, to school as often as possible, but we want to make sure we're keeping everyone safe, both our students and our staff. Uh, really important that safety safety comes safety comes first. Uh, so with that, there's going to be a distance learning component. Right. So you know we have we have a, a series of uh, the trifecta of challenges going right now. Moving from to a quarter system, so condensing cur curriculum, uh, only seeing kids once or twice a week, right. and also having to teach online. So uh, you know teaching was hard already, and and this is certainly making it. Uh, uh, a little tougher, but at the same time, here we are in a global pandemic. Uh, you know, we are in a position where we can continue to uh, offer, uh, you know, a, a robust and rigorous education to our students as we are, uh, uh, you know, tasked with and mandated to to do by the state of California. And so we're going to do everything we can to uh, support you, teachers, uh, and support our students and families to be successful yeah. in these kind of uncertain times and super uncertain yeah we've been talking about this for a few months you know since March and uh, you know nothing's got any easier if anything it's gotten a little harder um, you know right when we thought things would be getting better uh, they're getting worse right now so yeah. uh, we have to be very sensitive to that and again keep safety as a, as a one of our primary uh, you know uh, primary considerations 
definitely. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's that analogy of like trying to get a fog into a suitcase, right? Like this is just, we're, we're doing what we can, we're using what we know, we're letting best practices drive us, but so much of this, there's, there's no best practice for global pandemic pre-established. So um, thankful, super thankful to uh, our district leadership for, um, you know, plowing through all of that. And I know that's been a collaborative of teachers and um, central office and uh, classified staff, you know, everybody sort of coming together to give uh, two cents. And so just super appreciative of everyone that's stepped up and been willing to be a part of that process. Um, with all of that in mind, uh, we know that we need some tools um, and that our tool belt is going to change a little bit in the fall. Uh, so been working already. Uh, the summer professional learning experience has, we're three weeks deep into that uh, here on July 1st, and we've got some more opportunities coming. So we just wanted to kind of take a minute and reflect on that. One of the biggest um, enrollments this summer has been Schoology. Uh, we've offered lots of sessions, uh, danced on some flipped learning, uh, great feedback on those sessions. Um, we had, CTE has done some yes. work, um, you know, ELA, math, you know, there's a lot of professional learning. Hundreds of teachers are uh, currently taking time out of their summer to uh, uh, get better prepared for, for uh, the fall. And Absolutely. there'll be lots more opportunities to come. And the, yeah, and we're still, still working to develop um, what the best next things might be. Um, but we did want to share with you a few of the things that are still available as of July 1 if you're kind of looking at um, you know, the, the next coming weeks, what you might be a part of. Um, we've already trained three summer cohorts uh, in Schoology uh, through our summer camp experience. And then beginning on July 6th, we have a self-paced module available. You can take the entire month of July to work your way through, um, it's actually a self-paced course with several modules. You can take the entire month of July to work your way through those modules. We recommend doing it with a colleague or someone from your site or a job-alike friend from across the district. Having a partner is a great, great way to get through the content. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. Schoology is, it's deep. There's a lot of layers to it, and it's not just a quick one-hour, up-and-running, straightforward kind of training. Um, there's some really cool opportunities and features that it offers, and so we believe we've built a course that you can go through in your PJs if you like, in your flip-flops in the backyard, but you can go through it at your own pace, your own comfort. Um, we've built videos and, and modules, and you go through all of it in Schoology, so you're immersed in the experience. And currently, uh, we have 220-something teachers enrolled. Oh my gosh for the July self-paced <laughs> course. But that gives you some idea of the momentum, right? When you come back in the fall, it's very likely with, you know, the teachers we've trained this summer and the teachers that were part of the uh, pilot cohort, we're gonna have 400 plus teachers in our district that have the capacity to use Schoology in some way with their students. And what that means for our families um, and for our learners and for our teams is that there can be some coherence around one platform and potentially you and your entire team could be using this tool. That also means you can be sharing resources. You're not having to reinvent the wheel with some of these units that you've already got. Um, one of the things Schoology does really, really well is help you build your PLC and share resources across PLCs and content areas. And so 
We've got this module open. Uh, it's available in OMS. There have been several emails from GUHSD Tech come out and share that opportunity with you, and we expect a few more emails here shortly. Um, we, we wouldn't want to leave you without emails. We know nope, that nope. that would be... That would just be Nothing sad. Like email. Um, right. So we'll we'll get you some more info on those opportunities, but you can also dive into OMS. Uh, Schoology Self Paced begins July sixth. We're going to have a quick little kickoff welcome ceremony. Make sure everybody gets logged in, up and running with no uh, problems, and we'd love you to join us for that. Um, so yeah, that's available. And then we've also got we've been doing over here in the tech department, tech like a pirate book study for the summer. We did a Grossmont exclusive one, but we also have beginning uh, July 7th, we have one that's open and we've got tons of participants nationwide. Uh, about 100 folks are gonna join us for that and that is feeder districts and people from South Carolina and friends from Chicago and it's open. Uh, GUHSD is leading it, but it's open to everyone across the country. Um, and that is still an open opportunity, lots of fun stuff contained in that practical experiential digital learning uh, for your students when you come back fantastic yeah exciting stuff what's what's going on in uh, learning and innovation that we can offer for our teachers in terms of uh, what's coming up well there's a uh, grading for equity um, work group book study that's starting up uh, next week uh, there that one unfortunately is full at this point uh, we have 50 people participating but we're gonna run it again in the fall uh, and we're also going to start sharing some of the uh, ideas out there as well that are found in, in the book by Joe Feldman, Grading for Equity. Uh, and uh, I certainly encourage you uh, to purchase the book and maybe take a, take a look at it. It's really, uh, this may be a good opportunity to think about how we're grading students, uh, especially when we're not seeing them every day. It's, it's mm -hmm. going to be a different, uh, a different thing. Uh, there's been uh, a UDL uh, training going on the last couple weeks through uh, CAST. They're the organization that kind of has created the, the UDL framework and uh, the research around it or collected the research around it. Uh, we'll be doing some more UDL workshops in July. We're going to do another flipped learning uh, workshop in July that is more focused on the, the pedagogy. Uh, and not so much on how to use the tools, although there are some resources on how to use the tools because we've done that. We've done that a million times in the past and uh, we have the workshops all the way back from, uh, from April uh, archived and, and ready to share. Uh, looking at some intentional uh, design of projects and lessons that will work uh, in a Google Doc and in Schoology and, yeah. and really thinking about the best ways to deliver curriculum. Uh, we'll also offer some, some resources and, and some workshops on uh, adjusting to a quarter system, picking out those essential standards, uh, you know, and, uh, and also building a, a classroom community uh, when you're not seeing your kids every day. Because that's, I mean, that's one of the most important things about that first few weeks of school is building that safe environment where kids feel right. comfortable learning. And, and it's going to look a whole lot different. And uh, I don't know that we have a, a silver bullet answer to any of the, uh, you know, the challenges that we're facing, but we're going to uh, provide as much support as we can to help you figure that out. And, and then hopefully as you figure that out for you, you're sharing that out yeah. with others so we can build this collective knowledge of uh, best practices and people can adapt what other people have done for, for themselves. 
That report in the fall is going to be so critical. And I know this is on teachers' minds. When we left in March, we already had relationships with these kids and families. And now we're coming back to a paradigm where we are starting from scratch, not knowing them, not really being familiar even with their faces and their um, their learning styles and their you know, what they bring to the table and, and um, gaps in their learning and things that we want to highlight. And, you know, we've got to start from scratch. And so that rapport building is going to be critical. Um, so I love the idea that we're going to keep uh, keep offering resources for that. Also, it sounds like you're, what you're saying is UDL is not going away, even though we're in the middle of a, a crisis learning environment. Universal design for learning <laughs> could never be more important. Amen. The idea of removing barriers to give yeah. access to all kids, uh, the idea of creating expert learners so they can learn on their own has never been more important. And, uh, you know, I think we saw that in, in our distance learning uh, program in, in the spring is, is kids who are used to being spoon fed, like how to do things, struggled very early on. We need to help provide them those resources to uh uh, to do it themselves and by providing choice and embedded scaffolds and uh, optional you know every kid doesn't need to always do the same thing you know and, and maybe a kid needs sentence starters maybe they don't uh, but provide them you know and then they can decide or you could help facilitate hey don't use them use them those types of things where we need to uh, make sure our instruction is accessible by everyone you know and our english language learners our special education students our struggling students and also look at the flip end of that is what about our advanced students we need to make sure that they're continually challenged and they're not just floating by because it's easy uh, we want to push them as well. So when we talk about, uh, you know, learner variability, we're talking about not only the kids who need that extra support, but those kids who don't need that extra support and, and need to go further. That, that support in itself. So how can we push their learning? Uh, and so that, that's, uh, that's also one of our challenges is, is making sure kids are engaged and focused and learning. Uh, we're going to probably have to teach kids how to be a blended or online student, yeah. right? Again, you know, because they didn't really have that have that they got the emergency teaching and the, the emergency version and I know lots of uh, when the grading policy came out and you know they couldn't go down in their grade well, some kids did tune out sure. uh, and we need to make sure that from the beginning they know and you know that uh, grades count yeah. and we are going to we are going to uh, hold you know hold high standards but making sure that we are supporting kids to achieve those standards, and that's where UDL is gonna is yeah. gonna play a, an incredibly important role. And we're really liking what we're seeing in terms of what Schoology can offer to that UDL experience. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of tools there that we're highlighting throughout our the self-paced modules. Um, so we're we're hopeful that people will um, you know take note of that when we call that out. One of our favorites that we're loving is this idea of using completion rules for students. You know, we ran uh, about 200 friends through Schoology trainings already this summer, and um, we learned a lot about completion rules in that process. Just the idea that you can set your course up so that students must complete a certain item before they can move on to the next thing. So yeah. you're kind of layering in uh, that instruction and that content with a very purposeful pace and cadence um, and, and, and then you can throw in some formative assessments along the way. So I used it in the flipped learning course that I ran. And uh, after the introduction to flipped learning or the flipped classroom, different ideas, uh, they had to take a quiz. Yeah. 
And they had to get 100% on the quiz, but they could take it as many times as they wanted. So they're, you know, so that way I knew when they moved on, they had at least the base understanding of what was just presented. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that right there, without without a penalty, there was, no, of course, it was professional learning. There was no grade. But that concept mm-hmm. of some things don't have to be graded when you're checking for understanding is something that I think could really help us uh, move towards kids demonstrating what's really important down yeah. the line, the greater understanding and the application of the ideas. Uh, so those Love those completion that. rules, uh, you know, I think I think change everything yeah. in a lot of ways. Well, I'm going to throw a quick link at you if you're listening and maybe you got trained on Schoology last year. We didn't really touch on completion rules much, or you're you know you're going to be in the self-paced group coming up here in July, and you're really interested in what do completion rules look like in Schoology and how might that help you. Here's a short link you can type into the URL uh, box at the top of your uh, Chrome window. Uh, Google would have me call it an Omnibox for you. Uh, you're going to type in bit.do slash SGY completion rules, all lowercase. Uh, bit.do slash SGY completion rules. And that'll take you to a short little video we made about how you can use that tool in designing experiences for students in the fall. And then one more short link for you if you are interested in joining up with our uh, Tech Like a Pirate uh, nationwide book club, you can find the interest form at bit.do slash pirate tech book, all lowercase, bit.do slash pirate tech book, still plenty of room. We're not going to limit how many people join us for that, so we'd love to have you uh, put your interest in there, and we'll get you the details for getting involved with that. And with that, I think that's that's what we have to share at this point. Yep. Um, more to come. More, more to come. Check those emails. Probably through email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and 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 we hope in the next in the next week to have a finalized schedule that uh, uh, we can we can share as far as what what does the year look like when everything from when grades are due to when is the first day of school, yeah. uh, and and there's a bigger plan as far as what the fall is going to look like. That's going to be. Uh, that's in process right now that the board will approve on on July 9th and then we'll share out uh, and you may even be getting a preference survey sooner than that mm-hmm. so as far as what well, how you're feeling about and next who year doesn't love a good survey uh, surveys you know? are yeah yeah Google <laughs> Forms just changed that's our lives so 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 personalized um, but important important yes. for uh, in order for you to share your voice and your thoughts and your opinions with us and we do we do take all of that feedback uh, very seriously so please please do make sure you're represented in those surveys reach out to us with thoughts questions ideas you can find me at Tiffany Brown t-i-f-f-a-n-i brown at guhsd.net and uh, d mcdowell d-m-c-t-o-w-e-l-l at guhsd.net <laughs> haven't checked your emails lately have you Dan? <laughs> There's just so many. Right. <laughs> it may uh, not seem like it. I'm sorry if I haven't responded to some of your emails. <laughs> hey, guys, we hope you are enjoying your summer and taking a much-needed uh, deep breath. Uh, we appreciate you, and we look forward to uh, sharing some more info with you soon. Until then, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Thanks. Thanks.